It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And welcome to the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the co-host, the man with the plethora of knowledge of baseball facts, baseball stats, baseball history, he thinks so, and that's, of course, Kyle Lawson. And it's episode 13, season 5, all for Wednesday, July 6, 2022, and it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. There are five shows Wednesday night, Rubbin' and Grubbin' from 6 to 7 o'clock. Check it out on Facebook, on YouTube, Rubbin' and Grubbin'. The Atlanta man, Brandon Bain, all things NASCAR. He rubs about car racing, but he also grubs food. And, of course, Lawrence Bennett's back there, too, grubbing the food. The, the producer of and the mastermind before behind the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Then yours truly, Saturday. Call the Master Sports Board about 9 to about 10, 15, 10, 30. Then uh, once a year, we got the uh, the Masters from Augusta, from the Henderson Cabin on the campus of Coach's Corner, the Herb Brothers doing the 19th hole. Check it out. It's on YouTube. Great show. Five straight days talking all golf. Two podcasts. The, the, the Young Pups, episode 122 for, of course, Travis Jadon, Spencer Maddox, and the Hot Grits podcast. And yours truly, the fifth show, the other podcast, the Who's on First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Devasi and Kyle Lawson. That's a mouthful. Once again, thank you, John Henderson. But it's time to play ball, Kyle. Always is, Coach. Always good to see you. And we're getting back right at it, getting into our second Wednesday in a row. Of course, we hope everybody listening out there had a great 4th of July. And uh, we're back at it, Coach. And we are officially past the halfway point of the Major League Baseball season. A lot to get into tonight. All right. We play four innings. First inning, it's around the horn. We talk about the division races, but we throw a little twist into it. Tonight, we're going to try and pick the one player or the players that we think that will be traded in each division from a certain team. That's inning number one. Inning number two, of course, all Braves. Chop it on the Braves. Who's not? Who's not? Who's going to be an all-star? Who's not going to be an all-star? And, of course, uh, you know, once again, who's who's hot and who's not, okay? And then inning number three, the local guys, one guy's in the Major League Baseball uh, show. The other three guys are trying to make it. Uh, some news, we're going to be down just to three players trying to make it into – or. Yeah, we'll break it down to three players make, trying to make it into the Major League Baseball scene. And, of course, inning number four, which I think it's now five, three, and four. Yeah, I believe so. We've been kind of going – trying. we've been going with the ties lately. We're trying to stump each other. I've had to step my game up. You continually stump your game up trying to stump me because of my- I was embarrassed last week. My own brother, Patrick Damasi, 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 whatever you want to say up there in New York. It's your name. I get a text after the show. What's the matter? You don't know your trivia? I know all the answers. Oh, gee, thanks, Pat. <laughs> love you. Love you. Love you, brother. But anyway, yeah, they're listening, and they're making sure that we get the things right. But anyway, let's kick this off. We want to keep to about a 10-minute segment each segment. Let's, let's go around the horn. We start with the major league division races. We start in the junior circuit. That means we start with the AL East. Uh, Kyle's going to give you a breakdown of what's going on. Really, still the Yankees is still the hottest team. But go ahead, Kyle. Let's break it down. Okay, want to start in the East over there. Pretty much the most competitive game, most competitive division in baseball, but you also have the best team in baseball. 
you know, they're zeroing in on 60 wins right now. The Yanks, of course, six and four out of their last 10. They've dropped the last two, but they're 58 and 23 over the resurgent Boston Red Sox, who have played really well over the last 10 games. And of course, only one game behind the Red Sox is the Tampa Bay Rays. But really, you look at that giant lead that the Yankees have right now, it's going to be pretty tough unless you see another 1978 situation coming in there where it's the last last day of the season. But that's not why you called. Yankees running away with it. All right. We got the All-Star game coming up on uh, July 19th. We got the deadline coming up July 31st. So let's start off July talking about who we think in about three weeks is going to be traded from the division. Now, Kyle, this is a tough division. But I've come up with a number of names. Me personally, me personally, since everybody wants pitching, everybody wants to relieve pitching, I'm going with the kid from uh, the Baltimore Orioles. I'm going with Jorge Lopez. Jorge I mean, Lopez, yeah. I mean, a se- .75 ERA out of the bullpen? You know there's a lot of teams going to be drooling for that one. There's a but, lot of teams within the division. Right. But don't get me wrong. We still got – could Xander Bogarts be on a trading line? Could J.D. Martinez be on a trading line? Those are the other two names I came up with in that division. Nobody really from uh, – Tampa, uh, nobody really from the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Orioles would be the two teams that I think might give up something to get something. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I see a couple of names thrown out there. I see Xander Bogarts maybe going into free agency and see what you can get because the Red Sox are still in the middle of this right now. Right now, they're holding seed in a wild card spot. They're going to want to keep him in the lineup. I don't see him going anywhere. I like the idea, and I like the idea of young Mr. Lopez from Baltimore maybe getting shopped around a little bit. But that is a young team still building. The question is, how much would he bring back? We'll just wait and see. All right, so that's the AL East. I'm going with Lopez and the baseball fanatic. He doesn't know what's going to happen, okay? Well, so I let's, do. Oh, go ahead. No. All right, really quickly, really quickly here before we move on here. I have a good answer if you need some outfield depth that would be a good fit for the Yankees for the Toronto Blue Jays, Jeff Passan and Buster Olney uh, from ESPN and, of course, MLB.com have talked about it. Brian Reynolds, power bat out of Pittsburgh. You got you got control of him until 2025. He's hitting 337 right now, and he's got, you know, he gets on base at a pretty steady clip, and he's got some good power. And with a team that's totally sold on a rebuild like Pittsburgh, Brian Reynolds would be a great fit for either one of those teams. All right, so he's digging into the NL Central a little earlier, but uh, yeah, that could that could happen. The Yankees need outfielder. He's probably the best one on the block. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what trading block that is, okay, and we'll see what happens. All right, AL Central, okay? Once again, the hot team is the Twins with a 6-4, and four, and but the Tigers went 6-4, and four, but uh, the Tigers are uh, 11 half games out of this thing. Yeah, it's really not even close right now. We still don't know the anomaly of the win-now White Sox. They continue to struggle. My gosh. Got, got stuck in a triple play earlier last week. Uh, but the Twins continue to hold serve and have really played good ball. Six and four in their last ten, won the last two. Taken advantage of a three-game skid by the Cleveland Guardians. They are ten games over 500 at 47 and 37. All right. My player out of the AL Central, which I don't think the Yankees will go for because he doesn't have much power. But uh, we're going to go with the old the old Red Sox outfielder, Andrew Benintendi. Ah. Uh, I mean, he's flirting with 300. He's solid in the outfield. He's consistent with the bat. But I don't think the Yankees would go for him. But that would be my player to come out of the AL Central. You got anybody else? 
No, and really, I, I'm going to go in agreement with you because I was trying to like hunt around who I thought would be a good pick from there. But you look at a guy right now that's 28 years old. Yeah, he doesn't hit for a lot of power, but he gets on base a ton. He's you know he's hitting 313. You know what he's you're going to get in left field. He'd be attractive to teams in either league. I'm, oh, I'm in total agreement with you. To me, he's a sand that. He's always been a pest, and he always will be a pest. Okay, <laughs> let's go to the AL West, okay? Of course, now, the hottest team in baseball, if you ask me right now, is the Houston I-don't-cheat Astros. I mean, I love <laughs> I love Dusty Mr. Toothpick uh, Baker as the manager, but, you know, they are hot, and they're not cheating this year. I know it's an ongoing joke, but, I mean, they're the hottest team out there in the AL West. Credit where credit's due, 9-1, and eight-game winning streak right now, despite – uh, Seattle, you know, tried to play some good ball, but it's a 13 and a half game lead. Come on. I know we're at the halfway point, but they are over the 50 win mark, 53 and 27. I don't see any one of these teams catching them. It's funny how we're finally at officially July 4th and we're really at the halfway point, which is how baseball used to be. The way the good Lord intended, if you ask me. So, okay. Now this, this, I got, I got two players. Well, I got uh, two players that I think are, probably going to be gone out of that AL West. I got to go, of course, with the A's who are not having a good year, but you know, they're, they're going to get rid of their, uh, I, what's his first name? I know his last name is Montas. Yeah. Frankie Montas. Been Frankie around with Montas. the two ball clubs. I think and I like him too. He's a good contender to go, but Mart, Martin, Martin Perez. I mean, he's also having a phenomenal year out of the Rangers uh, rotation. Yeah, he really is. He's he he's pretty solid, and I will give you that. I could see maybe the Rangers making a little bit of noise, but they're not as far down in a rebuild as the A's are. Frankie Montas is a guy that I like. He has some. He has. He's currently on the DL right now. He's on the ten day IL, I should say. He's got another year of control, but there's no damage out of this MRI. I still think there's going to be some uh, teams that are sniffing around Frankie. Oh yeah, I know the, the A's will like to get him. Oh, get rid of him. Uh, they get rid of everybody that's going to be uh, really good. So all right, let's go now. We stay out in the West. We stay out in the West Coast. The leftists out there. We stay with the AL. Uh, sorry, we stay with the NL West. And of course, uh, it's 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 turning into a dogfight there, buddy. Yeah, it really is. You got three teams that are playing really tough, but really it comes down to a two-team race thus far. I know it's too early to say it's a race. Dodgers, best record in the National League, 51-29, and 7-3, and three, winners of their last two, and uh, currently uh, uh, dueling with the Cardinals right now before the Cubs come out and uh, pay a visit to Chavez Ravine this weekend. So the Giants are still within you know, a shot of getting the wild card. But, I mean, San Diego still hanging tough, still hanging tough despite a really bad last 10 days. All right. I don't see much out there in the West as far as major uh, trade bait, but going through everything, what, who really impressed me is Merrill Kelly at a uh, Diamondback starter. I mean, he, uh, you know, played over Korea. Uh, yep. he's, he's, got, he's got limited homers, not giving up too many home runs, and he's logged a 3.64 ERA. He's the only player, and you know, usually free agency, we go for the pitches. Mr. Kelly looks, uh, might be something worth the Diamondbacks throwing out there. Yeah, I got to say that. I mean, he came back from playing in the KBO, and I mean, he kind of refined his pitches a little bit. He's got, you know, a 3-4 pitch arsenal, can go out there, and he is continued to stay healthy and going out there and giving them innings. That is kind of an underrated run-to-the-radar pick, and I actually really like that, Coach. So uh, right there. So uh, the Dodgers uh, right now at a hot team. Padres and Giants this week went to uh, well, over the last 10 games. I've gone two and eight. So uh, we'll see what happens. I got gotcha. you. Why, why do I got to be quiet? 
No, you're not being quiet. I was okay. This is why this is a podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just messing with you really quick. And I'm just kind of, you know, going off an article that I really agreed with, you know, from MLB.com. Um, there is a lot of depth on that San Diego Padres team. And I know this could surprise people, but what if they went for a big splash and traded Fernando Tatis Jr., who's yeah, currently heard- on the DL with a fractured wrist? There is a market there. Obviously, any team would love to have a power-hitting shortstop. Um, I don't know if it would happen. I think the chances are very low, but you can't rule that out. A.J. Preller, I mean, he, he's a bit of a cowboy out there in uh, San Diego as far as making moves to try to win right now. It would add a ton of depth, and he's been out the entire season. What do you think? Yeah, that, that room was floating. I, I saw that too, but I figured yeah, since I, he, he was out a fractured wrist, I don't know if anybody, you know, would, would look at it. But like you said, it's very interesting, you know. It's worth considering. I it's think it's a very low average of ch- chance of happening. Okay, okay, continue. All right, NL Central, we got to we gotta do this a little quick here. Okay, you got uh, it. The, NL Central, the Brewers are, have the lead. Uh, you know, the Cubbies did take two out of three out of them from this week. So, uh, you yeah, I was happy. watching it today. <laughs> you got to be happy about that. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals, uh, you know, taking it on a chin right now with, with the Braves. So that, that that division is still up for grabs between the Brewers and the Cardinals, I think. That's right. I am so sorry I got that confused. I, I totally I, I thought the Cardinals were uh, dealing with the Dodgers, but that's not until next week. They are dealing with the Braves right now. Yeah, Milwaukee continues to play great ball, seven and three. They drop uh, drop two. Uh, in the last couple of days with the Cubbies right now, but they still hold a three-game lead, and it's still down to a two-team race. I don't see any other team in that division. even. Cons- there, there's no competitive team other than St. Louis and Milwaukee, and I'm going to continue saying that throughout the rest of the season. Moving on. All right. here, here Here's my three choices, and I'll give you my choice who I think will go. Okay, of course, I'm going to break your heart. Oh, I know. Wilson Contreras. Yep. You got Makes Ian sense. Happ. Yeah. I think those two cub, Cubs could be uh, trade bait. But I think the awesome. one that's going to go is Mr. Castillo from the Reds. Uh, Luis Castillo, I think, he, you know, uh, you know, he's a starting pitcher. He's been uh, doing great. Uh, he's been having – I mean, they're not hitting very well against them. And everybody looks for that pitcher to help their strong – you know, to make their their starting rotation or their, their bullpen better. I got to go Luis Castillo could probably be the player that goes first. Well, he's certainly got some good numbers. 309 ERA, his K through nine, you know, his K's you know, over nine innings is 9.3 in his last 11 starts. Keep in mind, he missed most of April with an injury, and he's just getting back into it. He is going to fetch a pretty handsome price. And, of course, a name that I mentioned, you know, that I think would help an AL East team, I'm going to bring this back again, of course, bring up Ryan Reynolds again, the right. outfielder from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those are my two guys that could go. Obviously, Wilson Contreras. I mean, I really would love the Cubs to keep him because, I mean, that's he's a power-hitting catcher. I know he could bring back a ton in trade value, but there's no reason that they need to get rid of him. But I'm, I'm homing it a little bit, but all right, moving on. All right, Mr. Rizzo. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Okay. Yeah, that hurt a little bit, Yankee man. Let's go to the NL East. Uh, you know, right now it's <laughs> yeah. the uh, the Braves and the Mets fighting fighting it out. Uh, the, the Mets keep on winning. The Braves keep on cutting uh, games. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and believe it or not, the Marlins. They both had over uh, their last ten games are over five hundred. But uh, you know, the Mets and Braves are going to be fighting this out the whole season. Yep, two-team race, like we told you, every week since April right now. The Braves are really 
finding their groove, depth wins ball games. We'll get into that a little bit later right now, even losing a guy like Ozzy Albies. Braves are only two and a half games back. The Mets continue to win, just registered their 50th, 50th win last night. Um, excuse me, two nights ago. They're almost 20 games over 500. They continue to impress. The Buck Show Walter Show continues to look good out in Queens. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. Now, this division's really tough for me because I really don't see anybody giving up anybody except if 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 only if only he had some consistency i got to go with josh bell i mean he's he's very good he's uh you know he's mashing the ball to a tune of a 308 batting average 11 home runs nearly as many walks as strikeouts i don't see anybody else getting anybody rid of anybody in that division well josh bell good pick there's a handful of guys you could pick on the nationals that you could see moving a team that is clearly not looking to contend they you know they're 29 and 54 right now Juan Soto hasn't completely ruled out uh sticking around with the Nats they offered him a 13-year deal I mean for you know quarter of a billion dollars right now but uh don't rule it out I mean that is I think with a little bit of higher probability a chance of happening a guy like Juan Soto moving from the Nats to a contender that will be able to sign him in the offseason you really think what I, mean, I think I, it could happen. He I, wants out of Washington. You know, he does. He is saying the right things, but he does not want to be there during a rebuild. All right. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to go long and I like it because this had to happen. So we'll see what happens with Soto. We'll see what happens with a couple of the other ones surprises. But uh, once again, uh, we're at the halfway point and usually July 4th means when you're at the halfway point, there's a good chance you might get to those playoffs Used to be you'd get to the to, to the World Series, but that's old school now. Don't forget, July 19th, we have the All-Star Game, and we'll go from there. So that's inning number one in the books. Around the horn, and who's going to be the person that's going to leave their division? A lot of fun, Kyle. We were we were uh, head on on a couple of them, but like every, every time else, we do have our own opinions about the other guys, but it's always a lot of fun. Don't forget, it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network, where it's all sports, all music, all food, all fun since... 1991. Okay, and in, uh, in the Sound Garden tonight is uh, Head Games. Sorry, sorry, take two. In the Sound Garden this weekend on Saturday, <laughs> it's Head Games. And who's the Head Games tribute man? Oh, oh. Sounds like a little tribute to the uh, the music and legacy of Foreigner. Should be a good time. I, that, you got that right. So it should be a very, very outstanding night in Sound Garden. But here at 6 o'clock, guess what's happening at 6 o'clock there, buddy? What you got for me? Legendary quarterback from the 1980 championship Georgia Bulldogs. Buck Ballou is going to be in there signing autographs from 6 to 8. He's got a new book coming out. He's going to start the night off at Coach Scorney, book signing. And then head games. Yeah, he played head games with a lot of people, but he'll be he'll be there too for uh, the tribute band of Farina. Oh, man, that sounds like a heck of a night. If you can get on down there to Thunderbolt, do it now. Okay, inning number two. Got to get this rolling. We always spend a lot of time on inning number one. But inning number always two, do. we're chopping on the Braves. Oh oh, 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 I'm not allowed to do that anymore. It's not politically correct. Too you bad. Just Chop, chopping on you the Braves, have. okay? All-star game. Ronald Acuna, Jr., he's guaranteed a spot. What do you think? Uh, I think that's pretty obvious, and he's the top vote-getter in the National League. He deserves it, despite the fact he missed um, over an entire month you know, with his injury, but that kid is an absolute stud, went out there and, I mean, got the votes. The fans have spoken. 
Well, one is I'm glad we're not playing who's got the home field advantage in the World Series. I thought that was a none joke of that. that I brought that in. Okay, none of that. that but do you think it's fair that he missed so many games that he's automatically in? Yeah, it's a game for the fans. You want to see the players that you want to see. Go out there and vote. Yeah, you want to see the best players out there too. But guess what? He is one of the best. He deserves to be there. Uh, what about Dansby? Does he have a shot? I think Dansby has a shot at getting some votes for an MVP later this season. But Dansby's been red hot. He is definitely on the ballot. Uh, if he doesn't start, I certainly see him being at least on the roster. All right. So Aaron Judge from the Yankees and Ronald Cooney Jr. are already in there. That, they're the top vote-getters. Okay. All right. Here, quickly, before we go about the Braves, I want your pick. Around the horn, here are the finalists. You tell me who you think. American League catcher, Alejandro Kirk from Toronto or Jose Trevino from New York? I got to go with uh, Mr. Trevino from New York. He's been hot, okay? Yes, yes, yes. First base, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. or Ty France from Seattle? Ah, talented young player, Mr. France. It's Vladdy all the way. Okay, second base, Jose Cheat Altuve or Santiago Espinal from Toronto? Ooh, Mr. Espinal, solid. Uh, I got it. Mm. Yeah, you, you know, know what? I'm going to go with the uh, – yeah, I'm going to go with Santiago on this one. But, you know, Altuve, they're going to stuff the ballots. Oh, I didn't say that. All right. Get in. Okay, third base, Jose Ramirez from Cleveland or J-Ram. Rafael Devers from Boston? Oh, I got to go J-Ram on this one. You're going J-Ram on that one. Oh, yeah. Shortstop, Bo Bichette out of Toronto or Tim Anderson oh. from your hated Chicago White Sox? Yeah, well, I may dislike the White Sox, but, man, I love me some Tim Anderson. Love to see him there. All right, outfield, you got to give me three out of four. Mike Trout. Angels, George Springer, Toronto, uh, Gino Carlos Stanton from New York, Yankees, and Lourdes Scoriel Jr. from Toronto. Who's your three picks? Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I got to go uh, Trouty. I'm going to go Air. Uh, yeah, gone it. How much? You got Springer, Trout, Stanton, and Goriel. Uh, Springer, Trout, and uh, uh, Guriel. Actually, Guriel. You're leaving Gino Carlo out. Okay. No, I, I think he's a great player, but I, I love watching Guriel play. All right. Designated hitter. Do it. Don Alvarez out of the Houston area or Sohei Otano from L.A.? Shohei. It's not even close. <laughs> All right. Nationally, quick. Do it. Catcher, Contreras or Darnoud? Contreras. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. All right, first base, Goldschmidt from St. Louis or Alonzo from the Mets? Uh, I like Petey Alonzo, and that's not a slight at the Cardinals. Second base, even though he won't be able to play Albies from Atlanta or Chisholm out of Miami. I love Jazz Chisholm. He'll get the start, but Ozzy, he'll get a he'll get an honorary vote. Okay, third base. I don't know, first base. Okay, Manny okay. Machado or Nolan Ariando from the St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals? I know I said Cardinals. You're choking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong pipe. Yeah, my my water. Uh, Got to go Nolan Arenado. He's he's one of the most talented third basemen I've ever seen. All right, shortstop. Trey Turner, Dodgers. Dansby Swanson, Braves. Oh, gosh, that is a tough one. Whew. Uh, I'm going to go Dans. Going, Dans? Sorry. I got you. Lieutenant Dan. Okay. Outfield. Mookie Betts, Dodgers. Joe, Jock Peterson out of the Giants. Sterling Marte from the Mets and Adam Duvall from Atlanta. Give me three. 
All right. Well, let's see. All right, Mookie, that's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, Starling Marte. Um, and um, uh, you know what? I'll go Adam Duvall. Yeah. Well, you know, Betts is out with that fractured rim, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm talking about guys that are going to get voted in. I didn't yeah. say who was going to play. All right, designated hitter. It's a tough one for you. Yeah. Little, little Chicago blood in it. Bryce Harper at the Phillies or William, not Wilson, Contreras from Atlanta. Uh, I think Harp Harp will get it. He'll get it, but Williams had an excellent first half. All right, so there are our all-star picks. So we we go with Albies, we go with Acuna, and we go with Swanson uh, uh, getting in. So we'll go with that. Okay, who's hot? Who's not for the Braves? Quick. Uh, Red hot, Dansby. It's not even close. And I've been struggling to figure out who is a little bit on uh, having a little bit of a cold snap there. What you got for me? I really don't have anybody. I mean, you know, <laughs> Orzano, is he's off the chain lately. Riley's hitting the ball. Everybody, everybody's unbelievable. I mean, uh, I mean, Harris, the, I mean, I, I don't have anybody. Harris. The Braves are hot. The Braves are, I, I hope this can last though. This is the problem. We still haven't got through the mean dog days of summer yet. We still got to go through the whole month of July and August yet. I just hope they can stay hot, that they don't cool off. I just want you to stay healthy. I don't want them to stay healthy more than anything, and I think that's a big uh, thing we need to look at right now as far as injuries go. Well, the big thing is the pitching. Yep, and the pitching has been pretty solid lately. I mean, Kyle Wright took a tough luck loss the other day. Um, now, I mean, we've talked about guys like Ian Anderson, Max Fried, and, and Kyle Wright all season. Spencer Strider coming in there after his call-up mm-hmm. from Gwinnett. Really significant starts. I mean, in the in, in a big part of why the Braves have been twenty five and seven since the start of May, when this great, uh, you know, I guess renaissance began. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the the, the bullpen is going to worry. Give me a little worry until we get Mister Denson back. Yeah, that's a little worrisome right now. But of course, you're getting some help back with Tyler Matzik. You know, he came back on July fourth. You know, he was solid in his rehab at Gwinnett. Big part of the back of that bullpen right now is, of course, you know, he, you know, comes in in sixth and seventh inning, being a big stopper in that bullpen. I mean, that's what you're going to need right now. Depth is what makes this Atlanta team go. All right. Well, anything else we want to talk about the Braves? Uh, You know, we got July 19th. Fans, get out there and vote. Vote the starter in. Uh, Do it to it. You never know. We might get our, you know, Darnout and uh, what's his name? Uh, who, who am I forgetting? The, uh, you got a shot. Duvall. I mean, there's there's a handful of guys. I mean, you could see, you know, you could see Adam Duvall in there. Travis Darnot maybe coming in as a backup catcher right now. All the guys are performing at the highest level. And, uh, you know, one final thing on the injury front right now, uh, Kenley Jansen with that irregular heart, heartbeat issue that we discussed last week. Yep. July 12th, eligible to come back to the Braves uh, bullpen and uh, you know just let's just hope everything holds up and uh, give it another week and you could have your ace at the back of that bullpen uh, keep our fingers crossed okay so that's inning number two in the books of the who's on first base baseball podcast with the coach called the and of course the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson and it's all part of the coach's corner sports network and this is where we go to inning number three we talk about the local guys we got one local guy in the show we got well, we had three guys trying. It's down to two. I'll get to a little news in that in a second. But we got to start off with the one guy that's in the major leagues, J.B. Wendelkin from the Arizona Diamondbacks out of South Effingham High School. Yeah, really, after a really solid month, his last two outings, he's really been tagged. The long balls really hurt him. 
Buddy's been a big part of that bullpen. So, I mean, that's all a part of it, especially when you're getting high leverage innings in the seventh and eighth innings. So last two starts have been pretty rough after a really solid week. All right. It looked like you were getting new headphones. I was just going to, you know, give you a hard time for a minute, but you're back. <laughs> and JB, Wind, JB Wendelkin, he's the only one in the show. We know that uh, Josh Reddick retired. Tyler Bachelor is still on the injured list since May Same 20th with, with an inflamed elbow. So we don't know when he's going to come back. And uh, the news, Dom Damasi uh, asked for his release. I think it's uh, uh, a little more issues with that shoulder. Uh, he's going to have to change his arm slot if he wants to continue, but it's not going to get him back by the end of the season. So uh, Dom Damasi, uh, so far, you know, I, I'm proud of the young boy. He, he's done great, made it to AAA. Uh, couldn't be more proud of. So we'll see what he does with, with that arm uh, this this year. But uh, as of right now, it's, it's too much pain for him to continue with a, a torn labrum. Yeah, you can't do that. You have to have the labrum treated. It's going to take time. It's going to take therapy. He needs to go and have that taken care of. And, you know, and, you know, God bless him for going back out there, getting, you know, getting to it. Really so solid start of the season with the Charleston Dirty Birds, um, you know, with a handful of starts right there, getting back to, you know, what he really wanted to do and be a starting pitcher. So, um, right. you know, all the best. And the last guy? Is Ryan Lawless still hanging out there with the Charleston Dirty Burgers? He's yeah. become a starter. 302 yeah. record. Load his ERA this uh, this uh, last start, start on July Very 3rd. Six, down to 6.65, 6.65. Uh, like I said, 19 games played, pitched six as a starter. Uh, innings pitched 43. He's given up 43 hits, 35 runs, 32 earned. Uh, the big home run has been the one that has hurt him. But uh, on July 3rd, six inning pitched. Three hits, three runs, two earned. He went six innings, and they were winning 6-3, but he did not get the decision because the Dirty Birds lost in the ninth inning 7-6. Still a quality start. Still yep. a quality start. Quality Glad start. that they're stretching him out a little bit, and uh, he's getting a little bit of life on that fastball. Just keep it down, big man. They won't go that far. You got this. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's got, what, 43 innings pitched. He's struck out 50, and he's only walked 22. So, I you know. say, he's going to get the K. He's always been able to get the K, but – Hey, best of luck. Keep it going, bud. And he's lefty. Yeah, and a lefty. All right, second part of this inning, we talk about Savannah Bananas. First Bonkers. half record, 20. Well, overall, they're 22 and 7. First half record, 19 and 5. They clinched the spot to get to the Pettit Cup already, the playoffs for the uh, Coastal Plain League. Uh, second half, though, 3 and 4. They're, they're, they started out slow. This week, they go Wednesday home against Florence, Thursday up in Lexington. Friday back home against Florence, and then Saturday in Florence. Can you say let's just just, just they should just do the flamingo? I mean, let's just dance these teams. Are I was about to do the flamingo. Yeah, the, as they say in the, hockey, a little home and home action right there. Okay, so they're back on the road before the All Star Game, the twenty second annual Coastal Plains All Star Game, which is coming up here. And man alive, there are a lot of bananas. That'll be Sunday. Okay, it'll be Sunday in Holly Springs, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. You got it. So uh, there's uh, eight bananas going. All right. Yep. The head coach will be Tyler Gillum. All right. Yep. So here, here are your players. Okay. Indiana Stanley, Bo Bruder, Brewer, Drew Yanesta, Armando Becerra, uh, and Ty Jackson. Those are the players. The pitchers will be Jared Donaldson, Noah Daniel, and Carson Dorsey. So uh, pretty, pretty uh, impressive. The starters will be Indiana Stanley, a catcher, Yanesta, and Becerra in the outfield. The eight total is the most players from any of the seven Western Division ball clubs, and they match the Moorhead City Marlins. 
That's right. I was about to say you're seeing the best and brightest. Good mix, too. I mean, you've got a freshman. you got a handful of sophomores, a couple of seniors. And, of course, Drew Iniesta is a uh, – well, actually, he's a senior as well. But, yeah, you've got a lot of younger, almost underclassmen that are really performing well. And, of course, and you look at that starting lineup, you got three starters of Indy Stanley, Drew Iniesta, and Armando Becerra. All right, quickly, Stanley is batting 307. Okay, and he's out of Columbia College. He'll be the catcher. Uh, yep. Third baseman Brewer uh, is uh, right now at 352. Unbelievable. In 88 bats over 26 games with 16 runs, 31 hits, and 13 RBIs. Becerra out of Erskine, okay, yep. is sixth in the league at 340. 94 bats, 27 games with 19 runs, 32 hits, four doubles, two triples, 12 RBIs. Yanesta out of Lenore Ryan was leading the CPL through Monday with 13 doubles and was fifth with 20 RBIs. He's hitting 298. Outfielder Ty Jackson. The kid is unbelievable. He's been a sports center uh, top 10, uh, you know, clip out of East Georgia. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> he's batting 333. He's 10th in the league. Right-handed Donaldson on the mound out of Georgia Southwestern is tied second in the league with, uh, with most victories and seventh with a 2.49 ERA. Right-handed reliever Noah Daniel out of Purdue, the Boilermakers, has a 3-1 and record and a 1.37 ERA in 19 innings. Left-hander starter Carson Dorsey out of the Gulf Coast State has four wins in six starts, a 1.6 ERA over 22 and uh, uh, third innings, okay? If Freshman you want to go to the game, if you want to go to the game, go to salamanderbaseball.com. That's right, the Holly Springs Salamanders. You got to love it. Got to love it. You got to love all the names in this league. I love how many bananas are going to be able to go to this. Got a lot of guys <clears throat> that are going to continue to get better and help the bananas get a shot at defending that petted cup. And hopefully down the line here, maybe a couple of future draft picks. Yep. Could be pretty interesting. Well, that's inning number three in the books. Okay. And once again, this is all brought to you by coaches, the coaches corner sports network. Five shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Of course, yours truly, the coach, Carl DeMasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson, on the Who's on First Baseball podcast. Don't forget, Saturday night, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, legendary quarterback from the 1980 Georgia Bulldogs championship team, Buck Blue, will be signing autographs, his uh, his book. And then at 7 o'clock, who do we got? I got a headache. Who do we got? I was about to say, man, I'm getting tired of your head games, coach. But if you like Foreigner, go to eventbrite.com, buy some tickets. You'll love it out in the sound garden. All right. Last inning. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little bit behind, but we're yeah, only we're five minutes behind. We're going to shout at this. It's trivia time. Yeah. Five wins for the Fanatic, three wins for the coach, and we got four ties. That's right. Four, four ties. ties. Hopefully, I can, if my brother Patrick is listening, I can be better this week with my trivia question. Patricio, listen up there, Boyle. My uh, my answers, okay? So here we go. You're up first this week. I was up first last week. You're up first, okay? Okay. Now, we, how it works, two trivia questions each. So we have two innings, okay? If we're both tied, we go to a tiebreaker, and that's the end of the game. That's Because when we first started doing this, we were going for like 30 minutes. So oh, my gosh. It was half the show. We couldn't do it anymore. We couldn't do it anymore. So we People go to two, two innings, okay? So up first is the Fanatic, okay, Fanatic? What major league team was the first in baseball history to score 1,000 runs in a 162-game season? Give me the team and the year. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, you got me on this one. I'm going to go uh, 61 Yankees. Okay, good try. Cleveland Indians, 1,009 runs in 1999. 
99. Okay. All right. First team ever to break the thousand run scored. Man, I never would have got that. Good question. All right. I I went with a little bit of all-star game action here since we were talking about it. This is a three-pronged question. Can you, the first all-star game, I need to know what year it was played at what stadium? Who hit the game-winning home run? You got to have all three pieces of this to win it. 1939, Comiskey Park, Ted Williams. Nope. 1933, you're right about Comiskey Park on the south side of Chicago. Babe Ruth hit it. I got a newspaper clipping. Oh, I was close. All right, good enough. What all you right. Got no, no runs in the first inning. Inning number two. Which American team in the 2000 season played two different teams on the same day? Tell me the team and who they played. Oh, good Lord. American League team. Yes. And the season is 2000. Okay. Uh, did they play two major league teams? Yes. Ah, no trick No trick in that. Okay, okay. Because I, I had a they, thought. They played the first game, jumped in the shower, got a little fresh, and then played the second game. I don't know. Baltimore Orioles played the Montreal Expos and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting a little too tough on you lately, eh? Yeah. Well, I was doing my Cleveland Indians, sorry, Guardians history on September 25th, 2000. The Cleveland Indians played Chicago White Sox. White Sox in the first game, yes. they won 9-2. After that, they jumped in the shower, put on some fresh uniforms, got a little uh got a little uh food in their bellies and then went out and lost to the Twins 4-2. Well, it is kind of up the road. You just, it's a 45-minute flight, so all right. Yeah, I'm not feeling too good about this tonight. This could all be right. a W out here on Wilmington Island. Yeah, it very well could. All right, sticking bl- with my all-star I blew it game. last week. Yeah, you got close. All right. In 1966, the, of course, the Atlanta Braves played their inaugural season in Atlanta. There were three all-stars picked for the National League. Give me those three players. Well, I can go Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron. Is that two of them? You got one. I got one. You do. Eddie Matthews wasn't around? No, he did get selected. He was still on the team. Played Hank until Aaron. 68. Yeah, Hank Aaron. You got two more guesses. Who else played for the 66 Braves? Hank Aaron. Okay, so my brother's gonna be last for that again. I don't yeah, know who it's two is. guys you're gonna be really familiar with too, and it's gonna really. I mean, they didn't haul a very good for both of them, and both great managers. So, yeah, Felipe Alou, Joe Torre. Oh, I should have known Joe Torre. That's right, my that's right. my favorite question. That's my favorite question. You know, who who was the Yankee that led the Braves to their best? Uh, Seasons and won a World Series, and who is the Brave that helped the Yankees win World Series? Yep, it's right there. Right, yeah. Cox and Torrey. All right, tiebreaker. Here you go. Here's the question. Who was baseball's first third baseman to win multiple battle, batting titles? Tell me his name and give me give me three out of the four years that he won. Oh, jeez. Uh, Mike Schmidt. Oh, jeez. Oh, let's see. I'm going to go Mike Schmidt and, uh, oh, geez. 77, 80, and uh, 
83. You're gonna kick yourself in your pants because this guy played for the Cubs. Oh, Ron Sano. Then played with the Giants. No, you're right. Okay. Then played with the Pirates. Oh, okay. It's, it's a Bill Madlock. It's Bill Madlock. Thank God. I, oh, my gosh. 75 with the Cubs, 76 with the Giants, 81 with the Pirates, and 82 with the Expos. No, uh, so, sorry, three. So uh, he won three, uh, four batting titles, 75, 76, 81, and 83. Okay. Well, I'm on the ropes. Here's what I got for you. All right. Um uh, all-Star Game history. Can you name me the only player to hit a Grand Slam? But also, can you tell me who he hit it off of? Oh, so now I got to tell you. <laughs> I got to tell you the Grand Slam. You got to tell me who you. hit it, who threw it. <laughs> oh, boy. Grand Feels slam. like five ties to me, Coach. Yeah, it's going to be five ties. Only one person hit a Grand Slam in uh, All-Star history, right? Yeah. I have a program that Mickey Mantle signed from that All-Star game. <laughs> Found it at a garage sale. That's a good story if anybody would like to hear it. <laughs> Grand Slam. I, I, oh, boy. It's so vivid. I know who it is. I know who it is. Do it. Freddie Lynn. Correct. Who pitched it? Who threw it? It's a guy with a very interesting name. He pitched for the Giants. I, I, I'm even going to give you one little clue. He pitched That's for the it. Giants in 83. This one's on you. You got 10 seconds. I got half of it right. That should count as a win. It, uh, <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't. I know. You had to make it a little harder. I have no idea who the pitcher was. I feel like none of us are ever going to win this again. Atlee Hamaker. Yeah, like I would have got Atlee Hamaker. Yeah, when I got his baseball card, I spent like 10 minutes trying to pronounce his name. There you go. All right, that smells like a big pile of tie right there. But good stuff, Coach. Good questions. I got the player. And I couldn't, you wouldn't give me just the player's name. That's 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 tough. I am – no, I am not – no, I'm not giving up a dub that easy. <laughs> good stuff, Coach. All right, once again, go out there and vote for the Braves. Get out, get out there. Get on uh, – MLB.com, go vote for the Braves, second phase. Let's see if we can get all five Braves starting, okay? It'd be nice to see that. That would be great to see it. You're guaranteed to see at least two or three going for sure. For sure. All right, once again, as we say every week, uh, you know, uh, please say a prayer for all those people in Ukraine, and please say a prayer for all these people that have been devastated uh, by this active violence. It's like the wild, wild west all over again. They're bringing it's out the guns, week. and they're sh week. shooting everybody. So, uh Hopefully, uh, sooner or later, it'll stop and uh, we can we can have some peace. So uh, but that's why we do this. So we can take your mind away from it. So I'll end on that note. So uh, remember, Soundgarden, Saturday night, six o'clock, Buck Blue, the 1980 Georgia quarterback, national champion, coming in to do a book signing. And then at seven o'clock, we're going to listen to who? Going to listen to Head Games, a little tribute to Foreigner. Go to Eventbrite. Get your tickets today. So remember. Whatever you're doing today or tomorrow, what are you going to do there, Kyle? You better always hit it out of the park. And until we see you next week, what may it be? May it be your best week ever. See you later, Coach. And always, play ball. Play ball.